Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! We also have a Patreon now, where we post things like bonus episodes and periodic newsletters about things that are interesting us at the moment. So, yeah, check that out uh, if you're so inclined. Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we treasure the ink to find the hidden gems. I'm Sir the Cat. Hi. I'm Casey the Dog. And I'm HT the Rector. Um, the sleepy raccoon. <laughs> I like okay. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm a little confused right now because this is a situation. Because <laughs> this is a situation where I'm not like he. It's not like I'm not here or anything. But I guess since Cirque thinks that since we're like he's overtaking the uh, the news section, he's gonna be the new main voice of the podcast. Mm. Work for me, peons. You're sleepy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am a sleepy boy. That is that is a factual fact of fact. But yes. still. I am king of, this, king of this podcast now, and you are all my subjects. Well, I am your sleepy king, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, but, okay, so uh, we watch cartoons that fell into the public domain or are otherwise easily accessible. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's go yes. to the news. All right, you <laughs> Good summary. We're we're off to a great start, guys. I think this is going it's, to be a home great. run. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got two people afraid to take charge, and the one person who does take charge is just way too out of it right now. Um. <laughs> Excuse you. All right. Well, here's the thing. We got a big list of public domain cartoons that we watch off a DVD. We're going to select three of them, and we're going to discuss them for you. But before that, we are going to talk about the news, because it has been a very big news week, because, hey, San Diego Comic-Con has rolled around. And with that, we've gotten a lot of new announcements. We've gotten a lot of new cartoons. We're not going to get to all of them, but we'll get to that. We got some that we've highlighted down on. For me, mainly... This year, San Diego Comic-Con has been a year all about revivals, like revivals of old cartoons. For example, this is something that I didn't expect. They're bringing back Clone Wars for another season. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Huh. Like the the 2D one or like the recent series or what? The 3D one. The one that like was kind of Lucas's baby. He had a bit of, like, hands-on input on that. It had a bunch of stuff from some of his old drafts that he put in. He made some actual changes to the canon that contradicted EU before Disney blew that up. That sort of thing. Isn't uh, it the from, one that gives Darth Maul spider legs? No, that's uh, that's Rebels. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. Um, Apparently... I- 
Go ahead, H.G. Oh, no, no. Uh, I was just going to say, like, when it comes to this subject, I am pretty much clueless because the only one of these things of the Star Wars animated things that I've ever seen in my entire life are the Clone Wars miniseries that happened around the same, like, that was Ganey Tarnowski's, uh, like, 2D animated, uh, like, prequel to episode uh, three, Star Wars. Really, really good. And uh, the animated special with fucking C-3PO and R2-D2. And, like, yeah, that's what I was going to say, is the only, the <laughs> o- Droids is the only Star Wars animated show I've ever watched. And I yeah, was... Those- I was not yet in it, actual that, pants yet. Like that was that was like I was <laughs> I was just a little babbit. So <laughs> I I I I I like I, even back then I was like fuck the Ewoks, fuck them. <laughs> I want to watch the droids. They have a caravan of courage. Aren't you interested? No. Aren't you interested in these no. caravan of courage? I have also seen no. caravan of courage. I just haven't no. seen anything Star Wars has done. Aside from oh. two of the movies, I haven't seen anything they've done, basically. I I, I also have seen the animated segment for uh, st- the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> That's the only other one I've seen. <laughs> that one's kind of hilarious, because when they made it, they were basically just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck. Yeah, uh well, that's true. I like think that's any- true of the holiday, the holiday special in general. <laughs> and, well, that's him. And now we interrupt Toontown Public Works to give you Jefferson Starship. <laughs> <laughs> now we have B. Arthur, who apparently runs the Katina from the Tatooine. <laughs> uh. Honestly, best part of that special. Oh no, that's a fun spe- part for sure. It is, but like, it's just so weird to think B. Arthur is <laughs> canon, <laughs> <laughs> or it was until uh, until Disney fucked it all. Uh, but anyways, well, not fucked it all because honestly, they did it for the better. Because God, the, e- the extended universe was stupid. It was stupid. There was Han Solo okay. punching a giant space otter that has got like ink and gold on its neck. That is amazing, but oh my God, is that stupid? Um, it takes it, it takes it takes a lot of guts <laughs> to say <laughs> on a podcast that you think the Star Wars expanded universe is stupid. <laughs> I, Star Wars. I'll, 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 I'll take another stance here. I'll take another stance here. Star Wars, for the most part, sucks. All right. <laughs> we have okay. opened we have opened a Pandora's box, and I don't know how to close it. Uh, I so, can close it. All right, go ahead. I can close it by saying I actually have parts of the expanded universe that I think are really, really good, such as Kotor. They really need to do something with Kotor. That was a fun game. Well, I liked that game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if they're going to let people like remake this sam like the like old te- like Grim Fandango and shit like that, I guess they would probably be okay with that, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That would be nice. But anyways, yeah, apparently with this one, they're going to actually give the series a proper, like, ending. Because before they switched over to the Rebels, apparently they had some, like, like hanging threads on that last, se- like, season. So that'll, that'll be interesting, you know? Although we kind of already know how everything plays out, thanks to <laughs> Spoiler, all the Jedi die, except for Obi-Wan and, like, Darth, and, like, Darth Vader. Those, everyone else dies. Well, 
<laughs> also Ahsoka. Yeah, but then who fucking cares about Ahsoka except for like the five nerds who like, I don't know, are just still working on Wikipedia or whatever. I don't know. HG, I'm trying to guess not yelled at. You're just dragging <laughs> us back. Oh, oh, here's another thing I'll say. The, la- the, the Last Jedi is one of the few good Star Wars movies. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Town Public Works, a.k.a. Hot Take Central. <laughs> oh, come on. That's not a hot take. Last Jedi is a fucking good movie. Fuck you. Anyways. Yeah, it, has, it is. It's, it's good. It has flaws, of course, but literally every goddamn movie does, and literally every Star Wars movie oh, does. Oh, we, so, so, we are so far away from talking about cartoons right now. Okay. That's can, it. Can, can, someone, can someone tell us where the nearest train to Toontown is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm forcibly pulling us away from All Star right. Wars. <laughs> I'm so tired of these Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so another revival that got announced. They are bringing. Uh, I forget. Is it John Vasquez? I think Yonin. his name is. They're bringing oh, him back Vesquez. to do. Yonin Vasquez. I yeah. think. They're bringing him back to do a new season of Invader Zim, which is was an a, interesting there choice. There was a trailer. Oh it. wait, it yeah. was a season. I just thought it was like the animated movie or something. I think it's a like season. The... I don't know though. Huh. I guess I don't know. I didn't huh. really read on it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't read on that because Invader Zim is a blight on Nick's uh, otherwise pretty good uh, streak of like film uh, cartoons from that era. Uh, again, hot takes alert. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Again, a hot take. I will disagree with. I like that show. Invader I think, Zim I is think like, I've expressed I think I've expressed my problems with Invader Zim on previous episodes, but I wouldn't I wouldn't try to berate people who enjoy it. Look, I uh, honestly, here's the truth: if any of you like the things that I don't like, I don't think you're bad. I just don't think it's good, and that's the case with Invader Zim because I think that there are things about it that are good. I actually watched it a lot as a child. I actually watched it. It was one of those shows, like like that one prompt we had the other day, where it was like kind of in between shows that I would actually want to watch. So I watched it a lot. And uh, there were episodes that I genuinely really liked. And there were some things I thought were funny. I thought it was funny. Like some of this, and I do think some of the, like the commentary it makes is pretty funny. But then I feel like, God, it just feels like a masturbation to like, smart guys who totally get it and like are like except it's you know, it's also except it's also like lol so random exactly like, like it's like, like i it's, don't know it's, it's basically like it's like if uh like it's one of those like uh it's like if banksy made a really annoying like meme cartoon or something that's what it feels like to me i don't know <laughs> i think that I, I this this is the episode where where Cirque gets really excited about things and then we instantly. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. <slam them. laughs> I'm just a blowhard. Okay, you can like fucking break me if you all you want. Honestly, like I I just yeah. <laughs> I came here to lead this podcast. I'm feeling so attacked right now. <laughs> it's a trial. We had to see if we were up to the task. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um but no but like, yeah some of the go, go ahead no i was just gonna say that yeah go like honestly sir you go ahead because you, you're the one who likes the show of those and you're probably the one that people want to actually right. hear from <laughs> uh 
Well, I mean, they. it looks like they updated a lot of the character designs, and they did a really good job, I think, of, like, modernizing them while keeping them, like, really recognizable. I, I will say this. Um, the trailer that I watched for the new season of uh, Invader Sam, um, I actually thought it was really gorgeous. I thought the animation was beautiful. I thought the art direction was really great. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff going for it that are actually really good. And I think one of the reasons why I liked it so much was the fact that uh, there was no voicing voices at all, so there weren't people screaming <laughs> at me constantly. I guess like, I just I just Lord. don't I just don't love the invaders and brand of cynicism. Like that's just the one thing that sort of made me a well, little bit distant from it. But like you that's, know, whatever. That's like, why I brought up the. Like it that's what, I'm not gonna. That's fine. No, that's that's why I brought up the the Banksy comic because that's just what it really feels like. It's like cynicism, but like I don't know. Whatever. It's it's not yeah. here or there. I I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you're good. Uh, uh, so my third piece of news before we get on to like what you guys are enthused about is that they also showed off a little bit of the uh, next season of Young Justice, which is going to be a. Uh, Something that I think they're only taking to, it's either Netflix and their streaming service, or just their streaming service. Oh God, now, Young Justice. Let me talk to you about Young. Jo- I literally never seen Young Justice. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm literally just kidding. Okay, 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 okay. I heard it's really great. Okay, I probably I should hate Justice. It. I love chaos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, that's cool. Uh, honestly, I've heard a lot about Young Justice, and from what is what I've heard, understand is that Young Justice ended on like the uh, a like a terrible cliffhanger. So like uh, a lot of stuff not unresolved and all stuff, and it just ended, and it never got resolved. And I, I'm happy that people are getting it resolved, and I might actually watch the entire series now. I guess so because like well, I feel I'm like- sure. I feel like I hear, when I hear a series ends with like a lot of unresolved questions and like it's not intentional, uh, that's that's usually something that I'm like, oh god, I don't want to watch this. I'm just gonna get pissed off. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure they'll have all the seasons on there if they're gonna be putting up season three as well. I have friends that swear on that show. Like uh, the showrunner was also responsible for Gargoyles, and that was a super good show. So, what show? Uh, Young Justice. Well, I know, but... The, oh, are you asking what else he was responsible for? Yeah. Gargoyles. Oh, Gargoyles. Okay, I wouldn't... I, yep. I didn't 100% understand that. Okay, that's neat. That's fine. Okay, so... Uh, do you guys have anything else that you, uh... That you've, uh... Found out lately that you're excited for? Like, not just from San Diego Comic-Con, like, elsewhere. Um, oh, was there something? I feel like there was something I mentioned in our chat. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, I got something, and it's actually kind of old news. Uh, uh, something that, uh, honestly, we should have brought up a lot sooner, but we didn't because I'm a dummy. Um, but uh, there is going to be a reboot of Daria. Um, oh, no, I still haven't. <laughs> now I have to get caught up, I guess. Yeah. I think we've actually mentioned it before, have we? <laughs> Not um, on the podcast, no. We didn't watch okay. it. Um, I, I but, wasn't aware uh, of that until just now, actually. Uh, Daria is getting a uh, basically a reboot of sorts. Let me actually pull up the details. So 
pretend that I'm prepared for a moment. Two hours later. Okay, so basically there's not a ton of new information. It's part of the same initiative that MTV Studios is doing to like, they're going to remake the real world and they're going to do a, a, a live action version of Eon Flux. Um, and part of it- Might there... remaking the real world just be another season of the real world though? Eh, maybe, yeah, but who cares? Uh <laughs> Uh, but basically, uh, yeah, they're they're doing a uh, they're rebooting the series, uh, and it's gonna be called uh, Daria and Jody. So the premise is that it's got two main characters now. One is Daria, and the other is uh, her closest friend, uh, one of her closest friends, uh, Jody Landon. If you uh, have ever watched Daria, you'll know Jody as the uh, the single black girl who goes to Daria's school. Um, and basically, uh, there are like side things that happen in the show, basically talking about what it's like to be a, uh, fairly privileged, uh, black person in a, uh, all pretty much all white school, uh, and like how there's so many expectations put onto them and how much, like, like how much they get to deal with and stuff. Like didn't get super into the racism aspect they did sometimes but they didn't get super into it but i'm i'm assuming that the goal for this show is that it's going to both topic uh tackle it's going to tackle uh intersectional feminism through the sense of like being also being about race as well as uh gender inequality um oh that's cool yeah so uh that's uh that sounds really interesting uh i i do wonder where gene is in all of this because gene is my favorite character other than Daria herself. Um, she, Jean, if you don't know, was uh, Daria's best friend. She's like this artist girl who, uh, who basically is like, uh, like basically she and Daria, like when Daria moves into Lawndale, uh, they're, she's the fir first girl that Daria befriends and pretty much the only one that she becomes like a long-term friend with. And uh, they're basically the pillar of the, f of the series in terms of like uh, human relationships, really. Uh, which is why there, you would actually see a lot of shipping of Daria and Jane uh, on the internet, <laughs> uh, even at the time. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's a uh, it, it it's. I'm wondering what they're gonna do with Jane if she even exists in this version or not. Like, cause I'm sure that like for nostalgia's sake, they'll be doing something with her. I'd be surprised if like if they like I, I'm. I'm just saying by the end of season one, I'm guessing it's going to be in a radically different place than like it was in the original series. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it. Uh, I love Daria. Daria is literally a formative TV show to me. It's basically shaped who I am as a person in a lot of ways. Um, so uh, I am really excited to see uh, it being done well. Cause like, uh, from what I understand, uh, let me just pull this up real fast. Uh, it's uh, being written by uh, Grace Edwards, who did Inside Amy Schumer and on Kimmel Bank Smith and other stuff like that. And, and basically... What was that last one? Uh, Uncrackable Kimmy Smith. Uh, oh! Yeah. Which, uh, which seasons? I don't know. It doesn't say in this article. Um, All but, right. But, I mean, she's an experienced writer, uh, and I, I'm sure she'll do freaking great. Um, and uh, honestly, yeah, I, I'll just be excited to hear... Uh, Daria's voice again because I'd be really pissed if they ended up not bringing back uh, what's oh god what's her name um, Jane no 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 the oh Daria's no the actress. VA for Daria the, yeah the Daria's voice actress um, 
Six hours later. Uh, uh, Tracy Grandstaff. Uh, she is, uh, she still can do the voice. Like, she's actually reprised her role several times on, like, other shows for, like, cameos and whatnot. So, um, she can still do Daria, hands down. And she is the perfect voice for Daria. So, uh, I hope she comes back. I hope they bring her back. And I hope they call her back to do it. Um, so, yeah. Just last thing is She-Ra. Oh, yeah, She-Ra. Good lord. Uh, Let's so, let's try yeah. let's try not to talk about the piss babies because everyone already knows about them. Unfortunately, that's all I really know about the Shira reboot. Unfortunately, that's all I know about Shira. Period. In fact, <laughs> oh no, it, oh no, it was um, it was a show back in the eighties. Well, uh, I know about Shira the old show to a degree. That I know um, nothing about it. I I didn't even know it existed until this week because of all the controversy. The controversy that should not exist, <laughs> mind you. Right. Uh, no. It uh, it looks it's, really it, good. It looks like a. It, I I really like the style. I like the way the characters are drawn. I like the colors. Yeah, I, I like, like the everything. style too. So that will be cool. I think. I have nothing. Also, else there's to a say. cat person in there, and that's always good. That is always good. Uh. The thing that sucks is that I'm just trying to find articles to get some more information so we can have, like, more than just, like, Well, we, we forgot about it until just now. <laughs> yeah, but, like, all the articles I'm seeing are just literally about the piss babies. Oh, which, God. <laughs> uh, like, literally just, like, people say, oh, my God, these piss babies need to f*** off. But, yeah. yes, they do. But, um, but okay, so I really love the art direction of this new She-Ra. Um, basically, uh... Just to get the baseline understanding out there, uh, She-Ra was a spinoff of He-Man. Uh, He-Man was a uh, TV show made to uh, sell a bunch of cheap plastic garbage to boys in the 80s. Uh, and that show is really, really hilarious in every wrong way. It's like... Um, it's a uh, it's not like Transformers, which is just... Like the, the original Transformers series, which is... Oh my god, I'm full of hot takes today. Uh, but it is fucking bad. No, no shit. <laughs> uh, but like, it is just like ugly and not even comprehensive in any way, like like comprehensible in any way. Uh, he Man, while still kind of ugly, it's also got a lot of charm. It's got Skeletor. How... <laughs> I mean, Skeletor. Like Skeletor is legitimately Everyone the best. Skeletor. I love Skeletor. <laughs> He is amazing. I am not nice. <laughs> I am not nice. Um, but yeah, like uh, Skeletor is fantastic. Uh, Prince Adam, aka He Man, is like the most camp character of the eighties. <laughs> uh, but like it, it's it's and that's saying something, uh, at least in children's programming. But like, uh, it is great it's it's the reason why they have that's why like, one of the most things that most people know about he-man is the meme of where like so much so so much so that at this comic-con they announced that they're going to be a, doing a special run of he-man figures of he-man in that costume oh doing the God. laugh wow <laughs> which is incredible wow um so like yeah it's um it, I, I've seen amazing cosplays of that, but anyways, the whole point is that, uh, so He-Man, uh, they, they decided, hey, maybe we can make this show, but for girls, so we can sell girl toys, uh, and, uh, 
And basically, uh, their result was making a show that somehow was even gayer than Hey Man. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> like, like she, like, like she literally has a unicorn that's like skews rainbows. <laughs> it's great. Um, and uh, basically, it's a. Uh, it was just. It's just a generic sort of action fantasy thing, but with a female lead, which actually is pretty significant to say from the eighties. You know. Yeah, there is actually uh, one it, other thing I know about the eighties. The the eighties Shira is that it was. Wait, co- wait a minute. You said the one other thing you know about the eighties. That's that's it. Yep. That's all you know, buddy. I know that and Ronald Reagan. Uh, so there was uh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, so the yeah. The, uh, the other thing I know about the 1980s She-Ra is that it was co-created uh, by J. Michael Straczynski, who I'm sure I butchered his name. Wait, are you are you fucking serious? I'm serious. He's a co-creator, and he he uh, people may know him as the creator of Babylon Five and Sense Eight. What? Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, he was. <laughs> he's also done a bunch of comics. Yeah, and stuff. he was. He was a staff. I, I, he was a staff writer on He Man and co-creator of She-Ra. And he and he spoke out in. Uh, he spoke out in in uh, very heartfelt praise about the style of the of the reboot. So I I think that. Oh, a, dude. Yeah. I mean, I think so the cool. dude seems the dude seems legit. Like he uh, hired a trans actor to play a trans person in Sense Eight. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, so. Um, and that's well, that was also surprisingly rare in Hollywood. Um, we also can't we also can't downplay the Wachowskis there with their influence yeah, on that. That is also fair. That is very, very, very fair. Um, now, uh, so basically for this reboot, they're basically going with an entirely different art style. They're remembering that She-Ra is actually 16 years old and so is Prince Adam. <laughs> yeah. So they don't give her giant boobs, which is good. Because what the f*** animators of the 1980s? Um, but, like, uh, it's... Uh, but it looks gorgeous. Like, it actually rem- resembles a lot of art styles that I really like, that I've seen online a lot. Uh, God, what's her name? Uh, there's this one really good artist that it kind of reminds me of. I'm, 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 I'm probably going to... I'll look it up later, but... Uh, the whole point is that it's, it's an art style that I don't see often in animation, and it looks gorgeous. Uh, I love the character designs. I love the art direction, and I hope that the show's genuinely really good. So, yeah, I'm hoping the same. Yep, I've got. I am optimistic about it. Yes. Uh, the only let's see, what was it? The only other thing I can really think of is uh, I saw that they're going to be doing a remaster re-release of the entire Batman the Animated Series on Blu-ray. Oh hell yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they're going to, like, basically remaster it to, like, make all the colors pop. Uh, and there's going to be special features and commentaries on select episodes. Uh, the one weird thing... Oh, wait, I, I know there's other stuff, too. Like, uh, let me just pull it up here. But uh, basically, one of the weird things is that I... Th- if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think it comes with some mini Funko Pop figures. <laughs> which... <laughs> I don't know why. Um, let me just double check that. Uh, <laughs> the next morning. Okay, so uh, it, it will come with uh, full remasters of all the episodes, as well as both films, uh, Batman, Batman Mask of the Phantasm and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero. Oh, hell yeah. 
Yeah, and it's going to have like a 60-minute doc- making-of documentary called The Heart of Batman. Uh, a lot of featurettes. Uh, oh, yeah. Furthermore, the set will include uh, lenticular art cards, a deluxe art book featuring art from the series, and three Funko minifigures of <laughs> Batman, Joker, and Harley Quinn. Uh, Why? Have you? Like, I okay, don't know. No, no, no. All right, so have you... I've I've never been to San Diego Comic-Con, but I have been to Salt Lake Comic-Con, and it's basically two things. Uh, it is one a celebrity zoo, <laughs> <laughs> right. where full of full of sad celebrities who just don't well, want to be there. I'm sure there's and some that are actually really. That's guys. that's that's my hot take. <laughs> that's my hot take. And then the other section is all the Funko Pops that are being sold. I I am not even exaggerating when I say that you you can hardly see any space in that convention center that is not just lined wall to wall with Funko Pops. <laughs> I is. mean, for some reason, people buy them. So yep. whatever. But you, you know what's the baffling thing, though? Uh, so I know that they made Funko Pops of like just a ton of different Batmans. And they also did one specifically for like the Batman from like uh, the animated series. Did as you well call them as, the Batman? Like, <laughs> The Batman, yes. I love that. Uh, right. <laughs> Batman Inc. The Batman. Uh, but uh, uh, the Batmans. Uh, but uh, the Batman Pyromans. <laughs> but uh, there's a uh, <laughs> there's a uh, but they, they they did one with like Harley Quinn from that one as well as the Joker from that one and uh, the ones that are going to be included on this Blu-ray are not any of those. <laughs> they are just a blue suited Batman, a Joker with red eyes. And just a generic Harley Quinn. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Like, why not? I literally think, I literally think just DC had a whole fucking cargo full of these things, had no idea how they were going to get rid of them. So they're just going to put it on the blue Batman Blu-ray set that everyone's going to buy anyway. Value. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I would I mean, be, I, I, I would be lying if I said that. As of today, the prospects of me owning Batman Funko Pops has gone from basically 0% to at least 60. <laughs> so, uh, like, uh, so like, it's and I say this out. as someone who has Funko Pops on my shelf, uh, but none of them are humans nope. uh, because uh, the, the human ones look like fucking monsters. Uh, I got uh, Rocco from Rocks of Modern Life, which came with a little spunky. Uh, and Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter. Those are the ones I have. On my on my desk at work, I have Stitch, and that one seems less weird because Stitch already has black eyes anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. I got a little firestorm from Legend right. of Tomorrow just hanging out on my desk, and he's okay. He looks good. Mm. What about the the Ka and Mil- Oh, Mil- yeah, the they're, they're around here. I need to actually find them. <laughs> no, that's oh, not thanks. what I mean. God. Those are only like those are only like really important birthday gifts I gave you one year. <laughs> well, we really we really are we really are putting Cirque through a trial of fire as the new host of this podcast. This is <laughs> He's not the new host of the podcast. I am. We're not, I am. We're not we're not afraid to get personal <laughs> to test your ability, Look, sir. As we were talking about them, I what, what happens when we stop being polite when we start getting <laughs> real? The real world. <laughs> this is the new season of the real world the entire time. Look, um, HG, I know where they are. 
I've been mean to find, I've been mean to go get them and put them back on my desk, okay? <laughs> it's not good enough. It's not good enough. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways. I, <laughs> How about we watch well, some cartoons? Before that, I think, HT, you actually had one last thing that you wanted to talk about. Um. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I know what this. I know where we're going. All right. <laughs> yes, there is one thing I do want to talk about. Um. So here's the, the boys. No shit. Here's here's the dirty truth. I have not been following San Diego Comic Con at all this year. I basically just get information once it becomes public publicly known. Uh, and then that's about it. And a lot of it is thrown at me. I don't actually seek it out. I just uh, let Cirque tell me. <laughs> exactly. Like Cirque so. honestly told me about the <laughs> stuff about Comic-Con that I actually should care about. Uh, so like, there you go. As well, including Shazam, which I really wish I could talk about here. Because, oh my gosh, Shazam yep. looks fucking amazing. But it's not a cartoon. So, so whatever. Um, but uh, the one thing I will mention here is uh, I'm sure people uh, who listen to this podcast will really appreciate the fact that uh, that they are... So for the next season of DuckTales, which is happening, it's been confirmed, uh, they are going to bring back some lovely fellows that I am super, super duper fond of. Uh, they are going to bring back Jose and Panchito in DuckTales. Yay. The boys! You know, I'm 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 very relieved that this is what you're talking about because I was afraid you were going to talk about Hotel Transylvania three. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I mean, shh. Um, <laughs> you need to remember that I saw that piece of shit. Good lord. Um. Okay. Okay. So I guess I'll just briefly talk about Hotel Transylvania three. Uh. So in the in the uh, long-standing uh, experiment of me hurting myself for this podcast by watching terrible animated movies I know nothing about before going in. Um, I saw uh, Hotel Transylvania 3 in theaters uh, without seeing any of the previous films at all. I went in completely blind. Um, and here is my deep, dark, hard truth about this movie. It's okay. Do you it's, know what? That's, um, that's how I felt about the first two. I haven't seen the third one. But like, there's actually it's, like I my my dark secret is that I actually think the first two Hotel Transylvania movies do like squash and stretch style animation better than basically anyone else, or at least more yeah. <laughs> than basically anyone no, no, else. For, so like for sure, like yeah. I I feel like that's the main appeal of the Hotel mm -hmm. Transylvania movies, uh, and that is uh, what really struck the most for me. Uh, it's a gorgeous looking movie, but I also have to say that it is also the straightest movie I've seen in theaters, uh, <laughs> all this year, if not for like the last decade. Um, and that, uh, and what I mean by that is that ev like everything from the plot to the characters to everything else is all revolving around heterosexual relationships yep. and, and like, uh, not just that though, like it is, uh, like every female character in the movie is only exists to be the partner of another monster in the movie. Um, that is a hundred percent true. Uh, that includes the new woman character spoilers, who is uh, Van Helsing's like great granddaughter. Um, 
Like, because uh, in the end, spoilers, she gets with Count Dracula. Ooh, that's obvious if you actually watch this goddamn thing. Um, but anyways, uh, it's uh, it's it's intensely heterosexual. There, are, it fails the Bechdel test and hard. I can count the number of female characters that had uh, that had no rela- like established relationships on two fingers, and none of them had lines. So, uh. <laughs> like. So like I it's it's uh it, it's intensely straight uh in a lot of ways. Uh they even try forcing the little baby characters together and it's like uh, oh. Yeah, but so like uh, but if you watch at least the first two, all you have to do is go in expecting an Adam Sandler comedy and it will exceed your expectations <laughs> by at least a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> That is entirely fair. Yes. Um, so, um, I don't know. I feel like that if you like the other Hotel Transylvanias, which I haven't seen, you'll probably like this one. Uh, I think it's really gorgeous in an animation style. And I, it's not offensive, like, how sexist it is. I mean, it's sexist, intensely so. But it's not like gender roles are very hardly defined because, like, Female characters can do whatever they want and all that kind of stuff. There's like they could be badasses, they could be mothers, they can be anything else, but they have to be married. Is the yeah. thing. It, it, um. seems, it, it seems pretty clear to me that it was written by a heterosexual man. That's oh yeah, you know for sure. Uh, and like, and I I only say this not to say that that it makes the movie worse. Just that I'm a gay man who has basically lived in this world and seen so many movies that are just about heterosexual relationships that it, it it whenever i see it it becomes a massive pet peeve and i'm not saying that there needs to be the gay, well i i am saying there should be gay relationships in films like these but um i'm not saying that these films should be about relationships i think they should be about characters and that's the unfortunate thing is that these characters are characters up to a point and then they just establish a very status quo-y kind of stance. Like, the only really progressive thing about the how they treat love in that movie is that, uh, so, uh, Count Dracula, like, I don't know if it was established in the other movies or not, but they just 100% confirmed that Count Dracula's, uh, daughter, like, her mother died, like, uh, at some point, and, uh, I don't know. No, I think that was a plot point in the, uh, original movies. Okay, that's fair. Um, but, yeah, basically, the whole point is that, like, uh, Drac, he thinks that it'll be impossible for him to uh, zing twice. And I don't know if zing is a thing that actually exists in the other movies or not, but in this one, apparently, it's uh, a, a slang term for love at first sight, like a, like a metaphysical thing that happens to monsters, which would have been nice to know, like, pretty much right away early on in the movie, but it was explained to us, to the audience, like, an hour in. It's really weird, even though they've been saying zing over and over That's like again. the werewolves in Twilight, the though. So there's, there's precedence yeah. for this. It's the Hotel Transylvania is just a part of the Twilight canon. I'm sorry to break it to you guys. Yeah, but, but how am I... I literally just thought zinged was a cute little, like, cute little, like, catchphrase or some sh** for falling in love with someone. But no, it's like this actual real thing that monsters do when they see their true love. They just see their eyes and then they zing and they just know. Um, and 
the, the whole point is that Drac thought he would never be able to sing a second time. Spoilers, he does sing a second time. And that's basically the whole point is that like, oh, hey, yes, uh, people who have gone through loss and have been, you know, fathers and actually have like raised children and stuff like that, they can absolutely find true love later in their life, which is a good message. I think that is a good message. Except at first sight, which is a very bad message, an extremely bad one. <laughs> that is so. That is true. Yep. That is true. So just so, pick your battles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, let's let's pimp our Patreon or... Is that a misogynistic term? I don't know. Let's let's plug what? our Patreon. Sure. <laughs> okay. Patreon. We have a Patreon. Uh, we're doing it in this part of the show because I know people are going to actually listen to it. Um, so uh, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash ttpw. Uh, and it's where we basically uh, try to, like, where we basically release a bunch of bonus stuff. We, we have like a bonus podcast that we do every month with our editors, Alex and Aki, um, uh, where we watch a really bad animated movie and uh, we have to say something nice about it before we rip it to shreds. Uh, and uh, sometimes we, we watched everything from the Emoji movie to Alpha and Omega to the Extremely Goofy movie to our most recent one, which was An American Tale, uh, The Treasure of Manhattan Island. Uh all of which American tale proletariat rise up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, American tale. Philo goes woke, as I said. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, but like, yeah, it's a, uh, and we, those, what the movies weren't chosen by us. They were chosen by our audience. We have like a poll that we uh, put up on the Patreon that you vote on a b- list of just different anime movies that we set up based on a theme. Uh, and uh Yeah. You vote on those, you know, you let us know which one you want us to watch and we watch it and get that podcast out to you. We also do a uh, news article thing where basically what we do is uh, we all write little editorials about things we like every month, uh, but things that are not related to cartoons. We want to talk about other stuff that are not so like they I talked about uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary, which is quite possibly the most important movie you will see this year. And I am not exaggerating. Um there is uh, Casey talking about like really obscure music bands and cover artists that are really great. And Cirque talking about just everything from like horror movies to like what have you. It's, it's, um, we, we all. I talked about them. Good, good wiki boys, the wiki man. Yeah. And, uh, we, we watch, uh, like, and we also got like a key, we get a key to do, write something as well as Alex. They all, all contribute really cool, diverse things that we recommend to you that we think that you should definitely check out. A lot of it's super obscure stuff too. So we hope that you enjoy that. And most um, importantly, it helps this show, the one you're listening to right now, get made. <laughs> yes, so basically. Cause we really appreciate uh, it. Which is super important. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, we basically work our editors to the bone every episode. <laughs> Um, and this is how we can compensate them. Like me, Alex, uh, me, H, uh, wow. I almost said me and HT, me, Cirque and, uh, Casey, we all don't get, we don't get any of that money. It all goes to our editors because they are the ones who are working their butt offs for this show. So, uh, that's, that's why you're paying. And that's, uh, so I would check it out. The Patreon one more time is patreon.com slash, uh, TTPW. That's Toontown Public Works. Uh, so, uh, go ahead and check that out. 
Uh, we'd love it if you could. And if you can't, that's fine. Um, honestly, you're great just by telling a friend or letting other people know that you listen to us. But it really does help us out for feeling a little less guilty about working our editors <laughs> to basically the grindstone every week as we bungle around trying to make listenable content. Um, so, yeah. That was one of our longest intros yet, I think. It's it's up there. A little Let's, bit. Yeah, we're, it's, that's, Actually, o- that's okay. We I, got a lot of meat out of it. What? Yeah. yeah. Are we going to? I, if you guys are okay with it, I'm thinking of flipping our format on its head. I'm going to flip it. I'll flip this. Uh, okay. We are going to talk about the prompt right now, actually, because I think that it... What? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it'd be good to connect it to our news because... Well, with what we talked about, we just, we honestly just barely scratched the surface of cartoon-related stuff. Like, we didn't talk about the fact that they showed off Amphibia. We didn't talk about the fact that they had a couple, like, we didn't talk about Steven Universe the movie. We didn't talk about that. So, we would like to hear from you, I think, this week. What is a piece of cartoon-related news from San Diego Comic-Con that you're really enthused and excited about? Oh, you're saying you're saying you're saying mentioned next week's prompt now. Okay, yes, I thought yes, you were saying is... we do this week's prompt right now. <laughs> oh no, no no no, that's coming after the cartoons, okay. man. Okay, right. that, good, that's good I, because I, I was going to say we need to bookend it somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. All right. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. I'm not. I'm not going that crazy. All so right. yeah, we are going to tweet this after the show goes up. And uh, next week, we are going to read responses to that. The best way to get that is to either email us at... Uh, Casey, you want to hit us with the uh, email address? Um, it's HT. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. That's it's right. pretty simple. Yeah, or we have ToontownPublic. Yeah. At ToontownPublic is our Twitter. If you tweet us using the hashtag ToontownPrompt. Yes. Make sure you use the hashtag so we can find you. And we will read responses from there as well. I'm very interested in hearing all your responses. I want I want to hear what you guys are excited about from this from this yeah, year. But let's hurry up and let's get into let's get into the main part of the show. Yeah, yep, let's do some cartoons. Because I'm getting hives right now by <laughs> how much we're going outside <laughs> of the format. Um, okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so okay, the main part of our podcast is we watch. Cartoons that have fallen to the public name or otherwise easily accessible, as we said. And the way that we find that is through a little thing that I like to call the list. I want to go more sultry that time around. Alex, drum roll, if you please. Uh. Huh. Okay. Um, We're going to watch a thing called Space Angel. Space Angel. Or rather, a series called Space Angel. Oh. Uh, A new series. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And this one, and this is called uh, (laughs) Ghost and the Ghost and Crystal Mace. Ghost and Crystal Mace. Ghost I, and Crystal I, Mace. Okay. This feels like I'm reading another language. <laughs> <laughs> this might Space be serialized. Ghost and Crystal Mace. This okay. I think it's serialized. Yeah. Ghost and Crystal right, Meth. This, ghost and Crystal Meth. 
I'm I'm a fan of ghost meth myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, it's much lighter, yes. you know. <laughs> uh, okay. Four, three, two, So we just watched Scott McCloud, a gay icon, uh, basically have an argument with ghosts for like 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> yep. Wait, Scott uh, McCloud, the dude who talked about the infinite canvas? It's the name of this eye-patched, uh, clean-shaven, uh, handsome man who has the most wonderful lipstick whenever he speaks. <laughs> This is one more of those uh, clutch cargo type cartoons. Yeah. And as such, it was uh, 25 minutes long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because it's like a bunch of episodes. Yep. And it used the same Synchrovox lip technique. Um, I'm surprised you remember that. I didn't. I am looking at the Wikipedia page right now. Uh, Okay. So it won't uh, take us 25 minutes to talk about it. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this so, thing is padded to shit. Yeah, so it's it's Space Angel is about a crew of three uh, three members of the Earth Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> what? So they are, you know, they they're the space FBI. Um, <laughs> and uh, it it starts. Hey, that's why they met ghosts because they're they're like Space Mulder and Scully. Yes. <laughs> and- <laughs> Uh, and they uh, and Space Angel is an eye-patched gentleman who flies the ship, which I see as irresponsible because his depth perception is impaired. <laughs> but it's true. Uh, but they uh, they travel through space and they land on a planet that has ghosts on it. Uh, they land so- on this planet because somebody's like someone on the planet is shooting up spooky ass theremins into space and is jamming space communication. Yeah, so the, uh, there it has an interesting voice cast. Um, so uh, his the, the gunner slash engineer, who is a pretty terrible Scottish accent, in my opinion, um, was uh, yeah. voiced by uh, by Hal Smith, who was the town drunk in the Andy Griffith show. Uh, <laughs> but the really the really. The one that struck me as really strange was uh, the character Crystal Mace was voiced by uh, Margaret Carey, who is not best known as a voice actress. Uh, She is most well known as the live action model for Tinkerbell in Peter Pan. Wait, seriously? Yeah. What? Yeah. She was the the live action model (laughs) uh, that they used to draw Tinkerbell. Well then, uh, yeah. Is, huh. Huh. I I looht it up because uh, because HT mentioned that she sounded kind of like uh, she sounded Velma. kind of like Velma and no no Daphne. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, but I regardless, I looked I looked up the voice actor and I just thought that was a really interesting fact. Um, 
this cartoon is not as bad as the Clutch Cargo one we watched was. <laughs> and you want to uh, know why? Because it wasn't racist. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um, also, because okay. it has um, ghosts, and ghosts make everything better. Yes. Well, I mean, okay, so, uh, okay, 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 okay. So here's the premise of the short, basically. So they go to the planet uh, that has the spooky theremin music that's jamming up the waves. Uh, and the the woman named Crystal Mace, uh, she's the uh, woman, the token woman on the trip. Uh, she has to stay on the ship because reasons. Um, and uh, when she does, uh, a little ghost kid goes onto the ship, and then uh, in their enthusiasm, they set off the ship into the sky. And then they make some loop-de-loops and uh, all that kind of stuff. So basically, her plot is trying to get the sh ship down while bringing the kid, uh, ghost kid back to the, the planet. But then, like, the two dudes, uh, both uh, of the... Uh, I almost said Space Ace. Uh, Sp yeah, Space Angel and the other guy, they're, they're basically met with a, a mob jury because of a missing child. So just imagine Fritz Lang's M, but in space. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but but yeah uh, so like it, it's just the moon the the short for like three whole episodes is literally just uh about 20 minutes ghosts? of a woman being annoyed at a child ghost that's that's about yep. it <laughs> well a, a woman being child annoyed by a child ghost and then ghosts berating two dudes for kidnapping a child that's all it is yeah where's and, humphrey where is he? We want yeah. Humphrey. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're and they're also not very smart because it seems like they kind of just like say things at random to a degree. We also um, we also need to point out when this mock trial begins, a ghost comes out in a wig with a ghost death, and they just sort of slide <laughs> out like a you know that meme I think HC said of the sixties Spider Man like saying behind just, the desk it looks exactly like that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it looks yeah. just like that. Um, it's great. It's great. Um, but like, okay. Um, I don't really want to talk about all the stuff that happened in between. Cause like nothing. There's no, like, yeah. There's nothing happens. They, yep. so there's the, ghost there's, antics. She does. She does like, she plays with him a bit to get him to bring the ship down. And they're like, Oh, there he is. Bring him back. And then we get to the ending, which is the best damn part of this cartoon. This is the only good thing and actually made the rest of the 20 some minutes that we watched actually worth it. Um, because, okay, apparently uh, ghosts are real and people are for not believing in ghosts. And these ghosts live on a planet. I guess every ghost lives on a planet, I guess. Maybe this is a Mormon theology or something. I don't know. Um, maybe it's Scientology. Who knows? But basically, uh, ghosts, all these ghosts are on the planet. They're real human-ass ghosts. Yep. And they are purposely making, like, the the radio waves have the spooky, scary stuff just so they can make people believe in ghosts again. <laughs> just remember last episode where, like, Santa was like, you might as well not believe in fairies. <laughs> it, like, reminds me of that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like the the moral of this cartoons is kids believe in ghosts. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's just okay to me. The most 
bizarre thing that's happening here is that there are there, not, not only the ghosts are real, but ghosts just for some reason live on this fucking planet in the middle of space. And just they somehow planet. know that everyone knows ghosts don't exist. Man, Star Trek had an episode where they go to, like, a castle and they get menaced by a black cat and a witch. You gotta, you gotta just roll with it. But, I mean, just, I'm just saying, it's like, there's a planet where you go when you die. <laughs> and that is where all wait, the wait. ghosts in the world are. Oh, is that what happened? That's, that's the ghosts of the people from Earth? They, they spawned on a new but planet who else would it be because like people they, who died like, on the planet <laughs> yeah but, but 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 why would they like care about like the fact that nobody believes in ghosts at all it seems like that they're thinking like they're treating ghosts as they're their own alien species and it's i i just um <laughs> all right so my question my happened. question is whether or not humphrey is a dead kid or the result of ghost fucking <laughs> It's ghost fucking. Yeah, it's ghost fucking. We've established this. We've established this. It's ghost fucking. It's always ghost fucking. So it comes. So these ghosts, these space ghosts, play by Casper rules. Yes. Yep. (laughs) That reminds Uh, me. Uh, We we do establish because the ship ejaculates at one point and it goes backwards. (laughs) When you're not in space, you in fact go backwards. (laughs) Jury. Yep. The jury is in. Thanks, Tyson. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's what happens in Space Angel. That was a twenty-five minute cartoon. <laughs> it's well, I mean, like in a way, it's I, a five-minute cartoon because five yeah, minutes and of like, important stuff. You could watch the first like, episode and the last episode, and you wouldn't miss anything. Yep. Thanks, Gore. Yeah. Uh, well. Okay. Okay. HT, uh, would you like to bring our next episode? Yes, I would, and. Uh, the way I will do this is through the list. By the way, if we get like a clutch cargo or something, can we just reroll? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, we're, ahead, we're not. We're not. He's. <laughs> I don't. I don't trust HT to give us a clutch cargo cartoon after that. <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll, Alex. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> He's laughing because it's something bad. <laughs> we are about to watch a short starring Snap, Crackle, and Pop from the, the Rice, Rice Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> called Breakfast Pals. Breakfast Pals. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, boy, oh, boy. Hey, General Mills, you owe us now. You owe us. I'm waiting for that check. <laughs> no free advertising, General Mills. You better get, ship us a box of Grace Krispie Treats. Uh, capitalism. <laughs> Let's go. Well, okay then. Yeah, we watched a, a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Snap, Crackle, and Pop, those motherfuckers changed. <laughs> yeah, that they was, really did. Yeah, this is. I, I'm. I'm wondering how old this is. This was probably. 
it's colored, so maybe the late forties, early fifties. Yeah, somewhere between the forties and the sixties, I think. Like it may have been in the sixties. I don't know. It's mm, it's weird. <laughs> Probably not the sixties. Um, gee, I don't know. What do we say about this one? Uh, that animation was fucking weird on those kids at the beginning. Okay, so, so this an- this was made uh, in nineteen thirty nine. Oh wow! Uh, the director was Paul Fennell. Uh, he is known for uh, a lot of animated stuff. Uh, let's see. Let me pull up some examples. Anything me? Uh, he was he was in the art department for Mighty Mouse, uh, for uh, the Adventure Star, the Tom and Jerry, uh, Tom and Jerry show. Which uh, Tom and Jerry though? Uh, nine the nine. Well, it was a nineteen eighties like uh, collection of the show. Okay, so Cat and Company. Yeah. Uh, he also did the new Archie Sabrina Hour. Uh, ah. I mean, he was also the director for stuff like uh, the Dick Tracy Show, uh, Mr. Magoo, <laughs> Popeye, uh, and yeah, a whole bunch of different kind of stuff like that. Um, he also did a lot of stuff for Bozo the Clown, apparently. Um, so, Okay. I mean, he had a full career, and honestly, the only reason why I'm going through this fucking IDMDB is, like, there's literally nothing here. There's, like, a, there's is, a tiny bit, but it's like a little smidge. Like, basically, the premise is that these two kids are uh, home and, the uh, like, at their home, and it's the morning, and, like, one of them's like, gee, thanks for staying over for the night. And then uh, he's like, well, don't you feel... What's wrong with our cereal? And he's like, oh, it's fine, but it's just not... It's just gotten so soggy. It's not like the ones that my breakfast pals make. And he's like, who's that? Who's your, your breakfast pal? And then f***ing Snap Crackle Pop goes into the window. Uh, and they're like, hey, we're going to make your cereal f***ing amazing. And then, like, the people in the cereal that's soggy just pop out. It's Wop, Snap, Wop, Pop, and Wop, uh, Crackle. <laughs> and they're all just... And they're, they're, the, they're the mushy boys. The mushy boys. And thus uh, begins and... the battle of twinks versus bears. Oh, God. <laughs> Which uh, lasts all but, like, 20 seconds. We need, like, almost literally. We need to emphasize, this cartoon is a minute long. Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally a minute long. And uh, we... <laughs> they defeat the soggy boys. They... Give them the cereal that makes the poppy noise, and then and Rice Krispies done. You can do there many things go. with Rice Krispies. You can make you know, a one minute podcast into a five minute. You can make a one minute episode of a. a, a that bit doesn't work. That bit doesn't work. Kill it. <laughs> Kill it. <laughs> when we run out of things to say about this one, I have something to bring up. <laughs> uh, I mean, what? I'm out of things to say. I think other we're than there, Casey. Maybe some of the animation was a little creepy, but other than that, yep. like, it was very, it was very strange. I don't really know. Like, it's, it's a. This is going to be a short discussion about this particular cartoon because it was a very short cartoon. Uh, and as I was researching it, I found uh, the Smithsonian Magazine article about what? something. Not related to this cartoon in specific, but about the characters of Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Specifically, that for two commercials, there was a fourth. And his name was Pow. What? (laughs) Yeah, in the 50s, there was Snap, Crackle, Pop, and Pow. 
Powell was, uh, let's see, let me find the exact quote. <laughs> and let's um, not forget the fifth member, Bam Margera. Yeah. <laughs> and Larry. <laughs> yeah, the the gimmick they used to have with Rice Krispies where, like, there'd be a random grenade in every, every box, that didn't really work out. <laughs> I'm Larry. Uh, no, uh, so... <laughs> Uh, Pow appeared in two TV commercials. The spaceman character was meant to exude the power of a whole grain rice. <laughs> oh my god, I love how we're turning into an episode of Munch Squad right here. That's what I was thinking as I'm reading this. This is like a vintage Munch Squad. Uh, pow means power and power's nice. Rice Krispies power from whole grain rice, the voiceover announces. <laughs> the uh, unstoppable the power of he, rice. He doesn't speak, he just points at things. <laughs> Pow doesn't say much, he just goes ahead and does things, like putting power into every lightweight spoonful of Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Wow, I wonder why this character didn't last. <laughs> a nonverbal character in a commercial where things are meant to be gotten across in a very short amount of time. <laughs> oh my god so like <laughs> i'm just thinking like my god like this is like i'm not expecting you to go on to the next paragraph and then you hear that the some kid got a box of rice krispies rice krispies that was unmarked and unlabeled and then you open up the box and then the fucking faceless creepy silent guy just jumps out and like i don't know destroys his n64 save files or something i don't know <laughs> like it, just <laughs> Like, it sounds like a creepypasta is what I'm getting at. Like, it's weird. It's funny because I, I was going to I was going to bring up, uh, after watching Space Angel, I was going to bring up, um, like, I wonder, I wonder how the, like, the space race at the time influenced the production of cartoons like that. And, uh, and I somehow found a way to make that relevant to this Rice Krispies commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! So, I, I gotta look this up. I swear. yeah, that's so that that's a really interesting cartoon fact for you that is only slightly related to what we actually watched today. Uh, rice, huzzah. the most powerful of foods. You know what runners do? Marathon runners, they just eat rice. They just eat rice for a big event. No <laughs> weightlifters. Well, I mean, no protein. Just rice. Right. I mean, th that wouldn't be too far what Kellogg's original plan for cereal was. Wait, what was the original plan for cereal? Oh my god, you don't know? No, I don't. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to butcher a lot of this, but basically uh, Kellogg's was the head of like the super duper strict like Christian uh, cult, basically. Uh-oh. Uh, and uh, one of the things is that he basically enforced... Uh, a very strict diet that because they would help purge of sin and that include the original things of Kellogg's cornflakes uh because they, and that's because they help with the sexual bland and flavorless that's thing. The, it, well it's bland and flavorless and that was the whole point and that's also true of like stuff like graham crackers and also like uh quaker oats like they came from the basically the same concept and it wasn't until basically their father the father who made the whole situation die that they became like a big mass corporate kind of entity and started marketing it as like just regular ass breakfast food. That is batshit insane. 
I'm going to have to research this later. Literally, literally, the reason why they fed him the cornflakes is because they thought it would make people masturbate less. That is the truth. And I'm just like, okay, that's something you definitely need to look up. It is fascinating. I mean, it works for me. I don't know about you guys. You mean you don't snap, crackle, and pop? <laughs> well, I mean, it definitely stops my masturbating when I put the cornflakes on my hand itself. It makes it much too like rough to actually do anything down you, there. You give yourself honey smacks. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> How many masturbation illusions can we make with cereal? <laughs> this is, we we have we have made too many references to that in this episode alone. I got I some milk for you right here. I don't know about yeah. Me wants honeycomb. <laughs> Oh, God, the crazy craving. Okay, I think it's time for us to move on. This is getting gross. <laughs> yes, it is. So we're going to move on back to the list. Alex, drum roll. Okay, so we are going to watch uh, a short on disc three, that's called The Talking Magpies. Okay. All right. Okay. I support Talking Magpies. I will wait until we've seen it to say whether I support them. Well, <laughs> not not necessarily these ones. I'm just saying okay. in general. Not <laughs> sure. all magpies, okay? Good Lord. All right. Uh, all right. So, all right. <laughs> I think I love this cartoon a lot. It's just a good cartoon. <laughs> it's very, it's very frenetic. It has a very good pacing to it. I love a cartoon where animals just basically fuck up a human's life. It's great. And it's this is good. nothing but that. Yep. There's also fun. a bird domestic dispute, but it's like a very small part of the cartoon. Yeah. Like, okay. So basic premise, uh, uh, the term the talking magpies is quite literal in that it's about talking magpies and uh, also some humans, but like or a human rather. But uh, basically what it is, is that so uh, there's a, um, a husband and wife magpie who are trying to find a place to stay. Uh, they first try going to a magpie hotel, which is just gi- this giant birdhouse. There are no vacancies. They are chased out. They try going to some nests. Uh, in this in the tree, like some like man made ones, all of them have been taken. Um, so uh, what they do is they meet up with a realtor magpie, who is my favorite character that's in this short. Um, because very well uh, a, animated at points. He's well animated. I love his voice acting, and he's a total fucking prick. Um, and uh, basically, uh, he is. Uh, he basically goes on. He says like. Hey, he basically does what every kind of like sleazy salesman type would do to try to like get someone to buy something that they don't really need uh, or like definitely want. Um, so they basically he sells them a nest next to the window of a farmer and their dog and Far- farmer alfalfa. Yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> yeah, basically it's farmer alfalfa. Yeah. 
Uh, and like much like in the tradition of Farmer Alfalfa, all the animals are people. Um, and uh, so basically the the two, the magpie couple, basically the the wife gets all mad because the nest isn't like super high quality, doesn't like the location, all that kind of stuff, and they start having like a yelling fight between each other. Um, and uh, so what happens is the farmer's trying to sleep. So he gives his dog to go to the window and say, he shares he shares a bed with his dog, by the way. Yes, I his his, his husband, I, the dog. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, he his husband goes to the window and goes, the you uh, if you don't mind uh, taking it down a little bit, uh, my 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 uh, owner told me that uh, he wants to he's trying to sleep right now, uh, and they it's a very that nice basically dog with floppy ears. Very nice dog. Very nice. Uh, high quality, and, supreme. Uh, <laughs> high quality boy, supreme. Um, yes. Uh, and uh, then the birds yell at him for saying that they basically telling him to mind his own business and all that. Uh, and that basically starts a war. But it's a pretty one-sided war because it ends up being between the farmer, the dog, and then uh, between those two and every magpie in the area. <laughs> They they all yeah, just well, gang up on him. It, at first, it's just those two. Like there's there's a fun part where the magpie hides inside of uh inside of like the the radio, and uh and like as as the farmer is passing through the living room, uh he pretends to be a radio host, uh you know talking about like magpies are. Uh, I don't remember what he says exactly. Just like, just like, be gentle to magpies, and you might find them to be. Uh, Do you have a magpie in your home? Yeah. Consider yourself lucky. Uh, magpies are these beautiful angelic creatures who uh, do no harm and bring good luck to all farmers. Uh, and uh, they'll do your taxes, and they will give you free money. That kind of shit. And then, um, and then. Like right at the and then right at the height of his grift, he pops out of the radio, and then yeah. flies off. And then and then they he says uh, like he says something like "How do you do?" and then leaves. Yep. It's great. And then <laughs> as as the farmer and the dog are chopping down the tree where the bird hotel is, uh, all of the birds sort of gang up, and that's how it's uh, that's how it sort of devolves into a full on bird war with lots of fun slapstick humor. The farmer uh, and dog getting tossed around a lot. They get in their car, and the car gets launched. Yeah, I also like the fact that the music is in is in diegesis because then we cut over to the a uh, couple of magpies. Everyone's like doing all the sound effects and like the music in the background. It's great. Yeah, um, you see you see them doing the foley work, and then like uh, and then it ends with the with the dog and the farmer, uh getting stuck up in the tree, right? Yeah, and, they uh, end up on the, the branch that the uh, the <laughs> wife and husband duo bird were in, and the wife and duo like birds have taken over the the house. Yeah, and they're and they're like, would you mind telling the neighbors to quiet down a little bit? So like they switch places. It's really it's really clever. I like it. I it's great because. Every bird here is intensely smug, and yes. rightfully so, <laughs> and I love it. One of my yeah. favorite things is, like, uh, there's a part where uh, that realtor bird comes back again. And uh, this is after the farmer had, like, basically hit his head against a tree after being knocked back from, like, some 
um, you know, some nonsense happening. And like he has a ball of a bottle of aspirin, and he's like, "Hey, uh, hey, pal, I seem to see like I have just the thing you need here for your headache. Like, you know, we'll help you out, guaranteed." And the farmer goes, "Well, I don't have a headache," and he goes, "Yeah, well, you do now," and he just basically mashes the hand across his head and just like yes this is my <laughs> jam this is great i'm uh i'm in my element here this is my toontown pride swelling up this is great i'm uh i'm just like lord almighty it's it's basically no magpie in this short isn't a smug asshole and it's great i love it it's wonderful i love smug ass jerk birds that's my one of my favorite things in the world i'm not even kidding um and God, it is like Rivali, love him. Falco, my boyfriend. I just love this. Shit. This is my, gr this is like the thing that I live for. <laughs> so, so it yes, is, it is very good. I like them a lot. I, there's a great, down. it's great birds, great dog, great fun, great gags. I, we didn't even cover like half of what happened. Honestly, there's a lot that happened there. And I think the reason why we aren't talking about every bit of detail is because we kind of want you to watch this one because this one's really cool. Mm -hmm. I yeah. like this one a lot. Yep. Of the three we watched today, this is the one to see. Also, you can mm -hmm. probably fan the Breakfast Files one because it's literally man. <laughs> I mean, you, you could, but, but do we recommend it? <laughs> Are there better things you could do with a minute? You could cook I, an egg. You could I, hammer a nail. You could I, call your I, mom. I think it's more fun just to go onto YouTube and watch like those compilations of like 90s commercials on kids' networks. That's more fun than watching that short because it's just nothing. Uh, at least then except, you can like, see except some really hilariously bad clothing and some exploitive marketing that's just hilarious in hindsight. But but then all of the ads that you grew up watching get like they 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 just like flood back into your memory, yeah. And you realize like oh yeah I have this memorized from watching too much damn TV as a kid. Yeah, and that could be definitely. You've never harrowing. pushed a push pop. Where you been, man? Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> push a push a push pop. Grapefruit flavor. Push it down. Save time for later. Oh god! Oh god! Surprise, Casey! Yep. Magic potty, baby. Yeah. So. Yeah. The fun is catching. It's mousetrap. Nickelodeon magazine, please. Okay. Anyway. Nickelodeon magazine, please. That exact same inflection. Okay. Are we, okay. Are we we're done just with this cartoon? Now we gotta move on. Yeah, I think we're done. Let's uh. Okay. Let's go to this week's prompt, which was, I believe, uh, HG. Would you have that on hand? Uh, well, the prompt was, uh, what was a cartoon that uh, you liked, but nobody seems to remember. But before we get to that, we have some emails answering previous prompts. Oh so, yeah. I want to go ahead and do that right now. Um, so we got one from, uh, let's see. 2,000 years later. I got one from Gabe, Gabriel, um, who responded to the cutest cartoon character prompt. Um, and the response they gave was, 
Uh, the cutest cartoon character, in my opinion, is Puppycat from Be and Puppycat. He looks so angry, and I love it. I just want to snuggle that little angry boy. And that's I B-O-I. love Puppycat. I have not seen Be and Be and Puppycat. I've only seen the like the very first one that was on Cartoon Hangover, like way back in the day, and I watched that short. Like on repeat because I thought it was super great. Uh, they made a bunch more, and I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> I, I think I think you I think you HT would love that being puppy cat like that at least that first one. I think you would love it. I'm sure it is. Like I I, yeah. I like I like I really do like uh, Pen Ward stuff a lot. I just never have the time to watch it all, <laughs> but so I, I I'll check that out for sure. Yeah. I have not All seen right. it myself. You know what's you know what's a good what's a good cute cat on that like a uh, cartoon hangover, uh, like cat bug from that one show. Oh yeah, yeah that too. That one's fun. Isn't too. that also Pen Ward? I think so. Yeah that that one is definitely Pendleton Ward. I don't know if Bee and Puppy Cat was though. I I, I that might have been that might have been another third party. It's some it's similar obviously to Pendleton Ward's style, but I don't know for sure. Right. I'm not sure, but uh, who knows? Uh, I will say that I do. Uh, I do have a second answer for cutest cartoon character. Uh, right now is uh, right now is tennis from tennis. The good boy. I still he think is that cute. <laughs> he is pure and adorable, and I'm I'm still thinking about this short. I recommended it last episode. If you haven't seen uh, tennis, the good boy, please watch it. It is really fucking cute. I love it. Um, so, anyways, uh, we got another one from Gabriel, um, who also responded uh, to the prompt of, what was the cartoon you watched only because it was right before your favorite show? Um, and he responded, that show would be King of the Hill. While I appreciate it now, uh, when I was 11, I was so bored, and I wanted to see anything else from Adult Swim besides that. And, oh, I mean, that one, I, the- I get that. I do. Um, that one was that one was the opposite for me. That's what I so I watched The Simpsons every Sunday, and I would always be at my grandma's house, and there's nothing else to do there. So I would watch The King of the Hill after The Simpsons out of desperation, and I, <laughs> I, having been raised in like middle class suburbs my entire life, did not have any amount of like context for what it's like living. Uh, you know, like, like living out in those areas to be able to appreciate what was going on in those cartoons until I became older, <laughs> right? Uh, and and maybe understood the like some of the more social implications of it. Uh, <laughs> and now now I really like it. I knew my dad used to watch King of the Hill all the time, and mm-hmm. uh, I watched it alongside him because I used to watch everything that he watched for the most part. Um, and he used to watch a lot of really cool cartoon stuff, so, uh, that's true, but, like, um, I do remember, distinctly remember the episodes from a kid, from when I was a kid that were, like, the one where Hank can't poop, (laughs) and he doesn't poop for, like, days and days and days, uh, that one, for some reason, just stuck in my head, and I don't know why. That and also the one where Peggy nearly dies in a skydiving accident. Those are the two that I distinctly remember from my childhood. 
Yep. The one I remember watching that I actually liked when I was young and is still one of my favorite episodes today is the one where uh, Bobby uh, buys those. He, he buys a pack of tarot cards and Hank thinks he's leaving to play poker. <laughs> because... <laughs> But he actually joined like a cult, (laughs) and it's like okay, I may need it's it's a really good episode. Yeah, I I'd have to track down what it's called, but it's a really good episode. Please, for the love of God, do. Yep. Uh, but okay. Uh, The boy is not right. More not right than usual. That boy's not right. I tell you what. Any more emails? Uh, yes. Uh, so we got one, uh, from Stubadub here, an email from them. Uh, and they said, uh, for basically they were answering the prompt. What is your favorite opening and closing theme? Uh, it was just opening theme, but they also include closing. Um, and they said, uh, the opening and especially the closing theme of Sherlock Hound are absolute bliss. They whisked me away Full force into eth- ethereal whimsy. Ethereal, I think. Yeah. Ethereal, yeah. I'm sorry. That's a toughie. No, that's no, fine. That's, I'm a that's, dumb a, boy. that's a toughie. <laughs> I'm a dumbo. Um, but uh, y- honestly, yeah, th- those are really great responses. Because, like, uh, I feel like Sherlock Hounds, it- it's one of those shows that's, like, it's very, it's not like it's, like, super, I mean, it's it's not well-known. By a lot, many any stretch of the imagination, but that's also uh, something that kind of fell on the radar, and it's like, but it's also something I feel like people, more people should know, and I feel like it will be easier for people to know now because, uh, so, um, I might be getting this wrong. This is just what I heard, uh, but from my understanding, the original series of Sherlock Hound, uh, basically was canceled. Because they are being sued by the state estate of uh, the uh, state of uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, because they still had the rights to Sherlock Holmes at the time. They thought that was, this was like super derivative. Uh, didn't change too much. They added all, kept a lot of the same characters, so they basically ended it. Uh, and that also basically kept it away from a lot of syndication, from my understanding as well. Um, but. Now that like Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain, like one hundred percent, and there's no doubt about it, um, basically I've been seeing a little bit more of a resurgence of it. Like I've actually seen like them release like figures of Sherlock Holmes and like for like like at like stores and stuff like that for like like really fancy ones that like po the impose and stuff. Um, so uh, and I think it's gotten like more releases now, so it might be easier to get to nowadays. But it was sort of kind of a hidden thing now, and I think more people should see it because it is just a really cute show. I think I think it's a really fun little uh, thing, and also uh, it's uh, for like the first uh, like I can't remember how many episodes, but like for the first half of the series, uh, it's uh, animated by uh, Hayao Miyazaki. So there you go. And as a matter of fact, I just looked this up. Uh, TMS Entertainment has uploaded every episode on YouTube. Oh, oh wonderful. So uh, you can watch each episode, as far as I can tell, for free from the official source, which is great. Go look at some dog show. Okay, yeah, yeah watch, watch some fun dog show. So, yeah, go ahead. Um, 
And let's see, what else, what else? Uh, I think that's it in terms of old prompts. Uh, so we're gonna go to uh, the, the prompt for this week here. So we got a response from Mark. Um, so Mark was actually the one who suggested uh, the prompt that we had, which is what cartoon, cartoon do you remember as a child that nobody else seems to mention anymore? And they basically made that entire response just so they could basically gush about this one show. So I'm going to go ahead and read their email here. Hey, uh, just writing to apologize because I may have come up with this prompt purely so we can talk about Bruno the Kid. Uh, hey, Bruno don't, the kid don't, was, you don't have to apologize for that, dude. Well, we want to hear about this stuff. Of course. Uh, so, um, okay, so I talk about Bruno the Kid. Bruno the Kid was a 1996 syndicated cartoon series in which Bruno, uh, an 11-year-old boy voiced by Bruce Willis, bluffed his way into being a super spy using awkward late 90s TV CG representation of Bruce Willis's head. Aside from it, <laughs> aside from that, it was mostly a slightly av above average spy comedy made somewhat awkward by the fact that Bruce Willis was not a particularly good voice actor and did not and probably was not the best choice for an 11-year-old boy. Uh, aside from general, the general Bruce Willis-based weirdness, the thing I remember most about Bruce Will the, the Bruce Willis-based cartoon uh, is the theme tune, which was written and sung by Bruce Willis in a blues what? style, and which failed miserably to fit in the theming or tone of the show, or indeed to generate any excitement from a younger me from the show when he was going to watch. But yeah, Bruce Willis. Why you Bruce know Willis? What? what? You know what? I'm looking at pictures of it now, and... I feel like like just the the hint of of remembering this cartoon being in syndication. Like I think I saw commercials for this when I was okay. watching it on TV. Casey, could you please share those pictures? I just I just did a Google image search for Bruno the Kid. I am uh, intensely. Curious. He included a GIF. He he included a GIF of the CG Bruce Willis head. <laughs> in the email so i'm kind of checking that out and I'm it does it does look surprisingly like you'd imagine a kid version of bruce willis looks uh, in fact let's see what year did he say this came out what 1996 the... okay yeah so this would have been this that was... is okay somehow i too recognize that character design what the what is... yeah Holy it's like yeah i i i really do remember this Holy hell. Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What? What? Okay. Like... What is happening? <laughs> this is like a... This is like that kind of... Sh that Berenstein Bears, like, parallel <laughs> universe thing. Like, we've been... Suddenly remember that Bruno the Kid existed. And all of us are suddenly having these memories flying back. Like, it's I, like... I, it's, it's, it's like... Uh, this is going to be a terrible reference, but it's like Bruno the Kid is waking up from the Castle Oblivion, and we're like, suddenly, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like we're remembering him all at once. <laughs> I feel like I have to get my ass to Mars now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That really. Wow. wow yeah. That's... <laughs> I am. I am baffled. Good lord. Good lord. Apologize you, for Mark. nothing, dude. This yeah, is well. There you go. <laughs> you just that is blew definitely... all our little minds. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even think my answer to this question is going to be one people are unaware of, so good job. Holy crap. Oh who, else, who else wrote in for this prompt? Yeah. Okay, uh, let me pull that up right now. <gasps> one eternity later. Okay, so here we go. So uh, our first response from Twitter is from the Wondergommer, uh, who said, you know what a cartoon I don't see discussed very often? The American Rabbit movie. It's called The Adventures of the American Rabbit, and the main characters are voiced by the same guy who voiced uh, Donatello from the 1987 TMNT cartoon. Hmm. That sounds extremely familiar. I have, I have definitely seen this character drawn. I've yeah, never I've watched seen this the character. cartoon itself. Yeah, I, 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 I recognize this character from things. I just never watched it. And I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the know. design. <laughs> it's a cute design. Bit too patriotic for my taste, but then again. Uh, There's some know. anime renditions in this uh, Google image search. Nice, nice. <laughs> Yeah, I, know. I, I agree. People have not discussed this, but seem to know about it. Yeah, so thank you for that, Wondergommer. Yep, I would definitely knows. like to know more. It seems... I'm curious. Yes, I would like to know the general premise of this red, white, and blue star failed by. Okay. Uh, so uh, we got one from uh, Dr. B. Hey! Um, hey! She's so, from my other uh, podcast. What was that? She's from my other podcast. Oh, okay, cool. You you have a, another podcast? Yeah, it's uh Remember, it's the... Rolls off the tongue. It is an RPG podcast. What? We we advertised to them on our show once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I didn't listen to the advertisement because I didn't oh, know that okay. was Yeah. I yeah. thought it was literally just your fr- I didn't know you were on that one. Oh my god, I'm Yep. Oh my god, I am <laughs> I am the worst person alive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, nah, it's God. fine. That's okay. God, I'm sorry. You just never talk about it. Good lord. Anyways, um, uh, I shouldn't be blaming you. I'm the, I'm the demo here. Okay. Anyways, um, so uh, Doctor B responded with um, probably the one I would pick is Ying Yang Yo. Uh, it had a bit of had a good humor. Uh, whoa, had a good bit of humor. Good bit humor. I, I'm I'm assuming it's good bit of humor, but. Good bit of humor packed through the show, but it seemed to come around the time where cartoons were either a swing or the miss with popularity. Uh, best part of being a cockroach villain with a dragon for a mother. And in parentheses, how? <laughs> I remember seeing episodes of this while uh, around New Year's Eve while I was at Disney World. It was yeah, it looks like, okay. It looks, I think, from what I can tell, this cartoon came out uh, around, so yeah, it looks like around 2007, which means it would have been like right around when I started high school, I think. So it, it probably was like, I, I think I kind of stopped watching cartoons for a while, and that's probably right around the time that I did. So I don't think I ever got a chance to familiarize myself with this one. Is this a Butch Hartman bunny show? Um... I don't think it's Butch Hartman by name. It was created the art style by Okay, it was Bob familiar. Boyle. Yeah. It was Bob Boyle. So it Yeah, it, it is very much in the same vein as uh as uh, a lot of those other cartoons. Phew. <laughs> Discussion avoided. <laughs> yep. 
um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I think the designs are neat. Uh, I, I don't know, that kind of art style just kind of never really aged well, but I do like the idea of a samurai bunny. I always do like that. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Good I also think response. the logo is pretty clever. I do think the logo is pretty clever by having little bunny ears on the yin-yang where basically make it look like a sideways bunny or something. That's neat. Yeah. I actually yeah. kind of like that. I like that. So uh, I've never seen the show. I cannot judge it. So uh, I'm going by those factors. So thank you very much, Dr. Orby. Yeah, thank you for the response. Um, so I got a response from uh, Wiffy5. Uh, and uh, Wiffy said, uh, I'm not really sure if it counts. As it is claymation, it, it counts. It counts. It counts. Don't worry. It's all uh, it counts. But Bump in the Night holds a special place to me. It's fun to watch, and you can tell the studio had a blast making it. It's why it's been mostly forgotten. Uh, and let's see. I actually pulled this up because I think I know what this one was. Wait, um, you, wait, you say that like you didn't actually watch this cartoon. No, I'm saying I th- can remember what it was. That's what I'm saying. Alright. Uh, okay, so this was a series. Okay, the, the designs are familiar. I've just never watched it. I I actually watched this one quite a bit as a child. It was very uh you know Ah Real Monsters? Yeah. It was like that, but it was less like an underground society of like monsters and they were more like they were more like monsters under the bed, you know what I mean? Where they'd go yeah. out and they'd have, like, adventures around the house while everyone was asleep. I get that. I mean, I, I think the art direction is really cool, and I really like it. And, I like I said, the design sounds familiar, but I think... Uh, so it was on... Uh, ABC. ABC? Yeah, I didn't watch it on ABC. I didn't watch ABC much as a That's child fair. for kids stuff. Like, that was, like, something that was on way too early for me. So, um, but, yeah. That's rad. So cool. Thank you very much. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Let me get the rest of them because I know there's more responses. I just they forgot the hashtag. So if I'm gonna try doing my little, uh, I'm just doing my little uh digging around, just to make sure, just to make sure. Okay. So the only other one I'm seeing here is from Fine Ursine. Uh, so, hey, Blackjack says, uh, I think of the uh, Nelvana Tintin adaptation that aired on HBO in the United States. They're very faithful to the books and wonderfully translate the art style to animation. Um, I can't say I actually watched this one because, again, I, I really okay, so I didn't really have HBO as a child, so that was a thing. Um, basically. My whole thing was uh, ABC Family slash Fox Family, uh, Cartoon Network, and Nickelodeon, and then Disney Channel towards the later half of my life when Disney Channel became like a non-premium channel. So, uh, so like, I, there's a lot of stuff I've probably missed entirely because of that, and uh, that is true of this as well. Like, I... Uh, um, I have seen clips from it, and I do think it looks gorgeous. Um, I just, I've never seen it. I literally have never seen it. Uh, my my uh, exposure to it has also mostly been through clips. And yes, it is very pretty, and it looks very close to the looks. 
Yeah, I've uh, I've never watched it either. I just uh, <clears throat> I just uh, I don't know. I've always been very curious about Tintin as a comic specifically because I really like the idea of an adventure comic and I like the art style a lot. So maybe one of these days I'll get around to just taking a deep dive. And Did you guys see the uh, Spielberg movie? I didn't. I missed it. I thought it looked really cool, but yeah, I, I heard it was actually pretty good. I they might be making a sequel. I'm not sure. Maybe there's there's that one post that always shows up on Tumblr. I think it's, isn't it like the person asks what date it is, and it's like, oh yeah, it's, tomorrow's like the 16th or something like that. When does that go? I don't know. That one's just a really fun post that apparently gets re retweeted every month basically since that tweet and so it's got like over like a million retweet uh, like reblogs at this point and it's actually pretty goddamn great <laughs> yeah okay uh, i actually have a quote here from uh spielberg okay. in march 2018 spielberg reiterated the above and saying peter jackson has to do the second part normally if all goes well he will soon start working on the script as it takes two years of animation work on the film for you i would not expect to see it for about three years but Peter will stick to it. Tintin is not dead. Womp womp. It's, well, it's, it's coming. Probably, probably dead. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, I mean, what, how, how recent was that quote? Uh, March 2018. So recent. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, okay, I was expecting that was a lot. Okay, cool. Then maybe we will see more Tintin then. Yep. Maybe. Thank you for your response, dude. Peter Jackson doing it. You know, it'll be nice to see Peter Jackson make a movie that he actually cares about making again. Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, if he cares. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I mean, I mean, it, it, he could, he probably, it, it'd be hard to, for him to care less than when he made the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbits films, you know. Yep. So. JBZ's gonna pull him back in for the uh, Lord of the Rings TV series, maybe. Oh, no! Why? Why are you why are you torturing well, Peter Jackson? I don't know that for sure. That's just a guess. Okay. I well, hope not. All right. I hope not. I hope not either. You know? I don't even know what a Lord of the Rings TV show would even fing be, but anyway. They have said that it's going to be about Aragorn as a teenager. A right, story let's that move literally on. doesn't need to be told. <laughs> let's not talk about let's tarry no further. Okay. That's um, <laughs> okay. So. so let's go on and talk about our responses to these prompts. So Friends, would you like to uh would you like to go first or shall I? Because I have two answers. I'll you go, go first. first. Oh, you go first or, then. I, okay. I mean I don't want to go. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it comes down to me. Me. Alright. To tell you what, since you have two, I'll do mine in case I steal one of yours. That's fair. All right. My answer is, whatever happened to Robot Jones? Holy that is one that I thought about. During oh, that's, yes. that's a good thought. That's a good thought. I, did, like, that's, I feel like that cartoon, I don't know. I imagine it probably has like a small cult following or something, but, but wow. Oh, like, that's, sure. like, I remember that one being on air when I was, uh, when I was very young and I was super, well, not, not very young. I was probably like the early 2000s so i was i was uh i was in my double digits uh and uh mm. and it had a like it it like it had 
a style that was very reminiscent of schoolhouse rock. Uh, I agree with that. Very blocky, very boxy. Yeah, and I think I think it was legitimately inspired by that, if I remember correctly from the like the Wikipedia page of it. Uh and it uh I don't know. I just I just really love the way that cartoon looks. I love I love the whole aesthetic of it and the whole like concept of it just being about like uh being a robot in middle school because I felt a little bit like that. <laughs> I if well, that yeah. you know, like I, I yeah, like not to be disparaging, but you get what I'm well, saying. No, no I get um, yeah, that. I totally and uh and yeah, I don't know. I just I I feel like it it's kind of a it kind of feels a little bit like post punky, if that makes sense. Like new, like <laughs> new wavy. Uh, you know, like like if you look at like pictures of it, they're wearing like the Devo hats and stuff like that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I I remember that show distinctly myself as well, and I remember actually really liking it. I haven't um, watched it in a long time, so I guess I can't speak for how I well it's did, aged. I actually I watched pretty it pretty well. I, I've actually watched a couple episodes not too long ago. I can't remember when it was. I think it was about a year ago because I was just like kind of doing a deep dive on YouTube and uh, I found a bunch of episodes of it like just right there. And I actually had a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't a complex show, but it was definitely a really fun show. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I love the aesthetics of it a lot. I love how incredibly 80s it was, even though it was from like the 2000s. Um, it's It's... It was really fun. Um, I will say that the I remember distinctly remembering that uh, I remember like really excited for Robot Jones, and then it disappeared for a long time. And then they said, "Hey, we're gonna do a new season of Robot Jones," and I was super excited. And I tried watching the first episode, and then they changed the fact that Robot Jones's voice wasn't a synthesized voice anymore, like a text to speech thing. It was like an actual kid doing a voice, and that pissed me off so much that I just didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I watched. I think I watched both seasons, but they did. They did switch from a. They did switch from a text to speech voice to uh, an actual voice actor. Yeah, I like the text to speech a lot, but you know, whatever. That cartoon style uh-huh. was a problem. I felt like it was too humanizing to give him a human voice. You know, mm-hmm. the whole point is he's literally a robot. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, sir, go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, one of those was not mine. Though, like I said, that was one I was thinking about. My two cartoons were Two Stupid Dogs and I Am Weasel. I remember both of those. Was one of those yours? No, but I was just like, good lord, those are good choices. Yeah, I know. Uh, So, God, just, okay, go ahead and talk about them. Well, I mean, like, Two Stupid Dogs, I can really remember that clearly, like, because it had a lot of fun running jokes with, like, the the cat that would scream and, like, break apart into pieces, and just the uh, the voice acting was really good for the two main characters. Duh. Isn't that cute? But it's wrong! Like, that, that was the thing that I was, like, quoting for, like, years after the show. <laughs> Lots of really good jokes in that. I am Weasel. I actually can't remember too much about it. Like, the biggest thing I remember now, because I learned about this later, and I was like, huh, was that the main Weasel was voiced by Michael Dorn from uh, Star Trek. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. I mean, I, I, I remember I Am Weasel a lot. And there is a part of me that would think that I would hate that show because it kind of did a lot of what I hated from shows from that era, which is like extremely cynical, like garbage humor kind of thing. Like really, really kind of like, I don't know. But I don't know. Like, I feel like I Am Weasel is the one that kind of struck the balance between like being too crass and like being too cynical and just in a really funny way. Like I remember, I remember there was an episode where Weasel, well, so uh, IR Bamboo, not Bamboo, IR Baboon, uh, he wrote a book. And uh, when he wrote the book, people started reading it. And after they were reading it, they started getting really stupid. So Weasel was trying to go out of his way to like, like try to stop it because it was becoming like this huge plague that people are becoming stupider and stupider. Um, and uh, he finally gave up when he felt like that he was like the only sane person left. And so he read the book so he become stupid himself, but he didn't become stupid because it turns out, and as he exclaimed, oh my God, everyone was already stupid before reading the book. And he was just so <laughs> proud of that, so happy about that. And... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I don't know why, but that actually really like normally like that joke actually really hit it for me. I thought that was actually really funny, and I still think it is pretty funny. Um, and uh, God, uh, and he was just so freaking proud of it too. It was great. Um, it was all in the delivery, really. Um, but like, uh, yeah. So it's that that was a really fun show. Uh, oh, like I need to watch it again. Like, hopefully, it still holds up in a lot of ways. I don't know. Uh, but it also like. It also made fun of the fact of, like, the idea of, like, wishing for all the money in the world because then, like, he floods the entire world or rather the entire city that he, like, I remember, like, floods the entire city with just money and, like, literally is, like, he's in, like, New York City, so it has to be on the rooftop in order to, like, move around and shit, which I think is kind of funny, but I don't know. Uh, it's, it was neat. And Two Stupid Dogs, uh, I really think that's highly underrated. There's a lot of really classic bits and really great sketches. Uh, I always I, liked it when they met with Red Riding Hood because something always was going to happen that was going to be kind of messed up. And it actually worked. But yeah. I legitimately can't. I wa I wonder why people don't talk about these anymore. Because like you said, there's a bunch of good stuff in these. And it just feels like they sort of like, disappeared from talks and stuff. I, I think the reason why, and this is just my guess, is that... Um, Shows from that era that lacked sincerity um, tend to not be in the culture. Like, unless it was, like, something that was, like, ultra-Ed Lord kind of things, like Billy and Mandy and Invader Zim. Uh, a lot of the stuff that, like, kind of avoided any sort of, like, sincerity in terms of, like, its, like, message or, like, stuff like that, um, it tend to kind of just exist and not really elevate but like because there are episodes of powerpuff girls or dexter's lab or uh or like hey arnold and uh rugrats all those shows that had like genuine sincerity to them um that like whether it be like really sad or really happy or whatever kind of things stuff like i uh, i like stuff like i am weasel and stuff like two stupid dogs while really funny uh weren't like so funny that they broke the paradigm like say animaniacs would have um, so it's not as well remembered as say something like that. Uh, so I don't know that, that, that's mm -hmm. kind of my theory. I think it's just a mix of just 
not being funny enough to be like remembered for the humor and not quite sincere enough to be remembered for something other than that, you know? So it just kind of was in the middle. Fair enough. HD, what was your answer? My answer is tough. Um, oh, so, tough puppy. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, it's Road Rovers. No, no. Um, Street Sharks. <laughs> I actually fucking watched Street Sharks as a kid, and that was entirely <laughs> really? just because it was just because I fucking love sharks, and like I do too, terrible. but I don't love Street Sharks. <laughs> oh no, no, I hated the show. Like I watched yeah. like a couple episodes, and I was just like, "This is bad." I just like the toy, and that's all it was. <laughs> I had like a, I had a toy from Taco Bell that was like a hand puppet of one of the sharks, and I had so much fun with that toy. I had more fun with that puppet toy than I ever did watching the show. But anyways, um, uh, so, whew, uh, it's tough for me because. A lot of the stuff that I remember from the era the most fondly are things that people also remember fondly for the most part. Like, it's not a lot of really super obscure kind of things, usually. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could... I'm the on. same. I, I had to specifically choose one that I haven't seen in a long time because I remembered liking it as a child. And that's what the prompt right. said. <laughs> but I... Yeah. I don't have I don't so, have a beloved obscure cartoon per se. Right. So really, um, I'm gonna say my answer is twofold. Um, both because I'm not sure if either of these are any good, but I do remember watching them a ton. Um, yes. So first one was. Mike, Lou, and Og. I watched the ever-loving out of that show. Um, the premise was basically that um, there's a uh, there's a girl from New York named Mike who uh, basically joined a uh, foreign exchange student program, and the person that she ended up trading with was from a deserted island, uh, and was basically living and she ends up living with like the few other people who live on that island which are just like one tribe of like natives basically um the reason why i'm kind of hesitant to talk about this is because i haven't watched it in a while and i for the life of me cannot tell you if it was extremely racist or not um because <laughs> uh, i had no gauge of that as a child but i will say that um it had some very interesting like like because like, there's this one kid who was like an inventor uh, that was uh that was uh Og. And he uh he actually did come up with some really neat stuff and there was some like neat like kind of like island type of invention kind of stuff uh happening because they would she would try to get everyone to recreate something that she remembered back from America and then she would go, Oh well it didn't work out right. Oh, I guess we're gonna have to you know, you know, we got our own tradition and all that kind of stuff, that kind of thing. Um that's basically all I remember, but I remember watching it a ton. A ton. Um, mainly because I thought Mike was really neat. I actually liked her character a lot. Um, but anyways. Um, the only other thing I can think of is like... God. I had something here. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, teacher's Pet. Uh, 
that is a show that I feel like literally no one in the universe except me remembers. Kind of um, remember this, though. They did. They made a movie of it. Yes, a movie that literally no one saw except for me because I went to see it in theaters and I was the only one in the theater. Um, and it this was like the... the opening weekend. And so like. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one about so... the dog that goes to school, right? I saw I yes. saw the movie on DVD or no on VHS I believe after it was released. I mean uh, yes, I mean like it, it, I mean it did have a release. I'm not saying it wasn't. Yeah, no, like, no. And also just, they expected to have something happen or whatever because they made a movie of it. Because the basically the premise is that there's a dog voiced by Nathan Lane who just wants to be a boy. He wants to be a human child. So what he does is he dresses up as a human and goes to school. And the only person who knows this is uh, the the owner of the dog. Uh, and basically, uh, it's I remember liking it a lot as a kid. And I can't remember. OK, the only thing I can really think of is like something is this. I really did lo- always love the idea of like animals, like secretly always talking behind our backs. And then like one like pretending to be a human and somehow fooling everyone in a very like Superman Clark Kent kind of way, you know, because it was very obvious that he was like, like literally all he did was just put on a shirt and pants, a hat, and then some glasses. That's all he did. He looked like a fucking dog, but <laughs> nobody except for his owner knew. <laughs> um, HC, why, why can I not like stop thinking about the Mobim Bam skit that's just about the, the cat that wants to listen to the scanner and go to school so he can learn IT? <laughs> I want to go to school. Put on some skinner. <laughs> Get better shit, San Debra. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it's uh, like it's a it's a I don't know. I like the idea of a dog who really wants to learn a lot and is very intelligent and stuff like that. I liked that a lot as a kid. I like that a lot as an adult now. Um, so. I don't know. That's probably why I was super into it, even though it was a show that barely lasted like more than like, I think, two seasons and a movie that no one saw. And also, I felt like the movie kind of jinxed the whole thing for me. But uh, I don't know. Not entirely, because it was an okay movie, but still. I (coughs) sorry. Uh, I remember the Disney Channel (coughs) music video. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I just choked on my own spit because I'm a giant idiot. Uh, I, uh, I remember the Disney Channel music video for, I, I, I like, now that you've mentioned it, I have the song stuck in my head. <laughs> I want the, to be a boy. The He's teacher's over just being Rover. I want to be teacher's pride. The, the, okay. it had, it was sung by the, one of the, I believe it was sung by one of the Even Stevens people. Oh God. Like the sister from Even Stevens. I think I'm, I may be remembering this incorrectly, but that sounds correct to me. I mean, it wouldn't shock me because it was a Disney thing. Yeah. Um, but. Oh, Christy, also, Carl, Christy Carlson Ramabo. Oh, a.k.a. the great ninja Yuffie. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I was, uh, I was remembering that correctly. That is that is what that was but yeah i mean like uh it's uh it's weird because like that movie's also a musical and you wouldn't really it's like one of the few like 
non like princess or like epic like Disney movies, that's also a musical. <laughs> to be fair, the main character is voiced by Nathan Lane. Oh, for sure. I remember, oh yeah, I remember. I distinctly remember there was a point where during watching the series, I stopped being less, I became less interested because Nathan Lane no longer voiced Scott. (laughs) He had the other obligations, so they got a sound alike, and that pissed me off. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. This isn't time at all. What is this? Uh, I, I, I just remember really liking Nathan Lane as a kid. I don't know what it was. I liked him too, I think. He's good. He he does good comedy and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if he's problematic or not. <laughs> Let's hope yeah, not. Every, I, uh, everyone's kind of shitty, so. I have no well, way of knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everyone's kind of oh. shitty. Toontown Public Works. Um, That's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> so, but actually, uh, legit, that's, that is actually, I think we've come to the end. Yep. And just to reiterate our next prompt... Uh, what was your favorite announcement from, uh, like, cartoon announcement from San Diego Comic-Con this year? What's, what's got you most interested on that front? You can, you can answer this by going to our email at Toontown Public. Well, actually, Casey, HG, I don't want to screw this up, so. So, show notes at Toontown, yeah, you go. ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com is the email where you can send those prompts as well as any answers to previous prompts or just general comments that you would like to send, let us know. Uh, we do read them, and we actually love getting any sort of email from you. So don't be shy. We really do love hearing yeah. from you. Um, we also have a Twitter, which is Toontown Public. Uh, it's like at Toontown Public. And uh, go ahead and like follow us there. Uh, we'll let you know when an episode's up, as well as whenever we update like any of our Patreon content. Uh, also, uh, you can like see our prompts whenever we put them up, and you can reply there uh, to those prompts there. Uh, just make sure you put in the tag Toontown Prompt. Uh, our Patreon, once again, is patreon.com slash TTPW. That stands for Toontown Public Works. Uh, for $5 a month, you can get uh, basically all of our bonus stuff, uh, which is uh, our newsletter that has us recommend, recommending, recommending like non-cartoon things. We can, our uh, bonus podcast and the, uh, the polls to vote for what our uh, subject of our net bonus podcast is. Um, uh, we, let's see. We, as always, have to thank Alex and our Alex and Aki for Aki, our editors, because without them, the show would not be as awesome as they make it. It would mainly be a bunch of goofballs rambling about nonsense with no, no funny animal sounds or really pacing or anything. You just be hearing us swearing and hearing us swear on the internet, and that is illegal. So thank you. You save us from jail, Alex and Aki. So thank you. I don't look in stripes, so. <laughs> All right. And, you can also uh, find us on our website, which is. Uh, ToontownPublicWorks.com. Yes. And that is where you can look at the show notes, including links to YouTube videos for all of the cartoons we watched today. Yeah. Also, uh, leave us a review in iTunes uh, or basically anywhere that you get your podcasts. Uh, honestly, any sort of uh, feedback like helps us out a lot and also like, you know, puts us up in the charts so people can recognize us and stuff like that. So we can get more ears. Listen to our little boy here. This little bouncing baby boy that we call our pup podcast here. So um, I think that might actually be it. How did I do, guys? 
You did mm. good, but I am hosting again next time. <laughs> oh no. My reign because has I have an inferiority so complex and I feel like I don't get enough to do here anyway, so um, <laughs> anyways. Uh but Honestly, seriously, thank you. Uh, I know that I was kind of a tired voice, so I do appreciate you headlining, especially since you had you actually had the topics for the news today. I literally did not prepare at all, so thank you. You're um, welcome. So, uh, okay. Uh, and if that's the case, then uh, I am HT the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sir the cat, and this has been Toontown Pollock Works, and oh, these boy. cartoons have been archived. Still all of my thunder. <laughs> All of it. What am I even doing here anymore? What is my purpose? <laughs>